Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music, horror, art, politics, bad assery. Welcome to Society Thirteen. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, Beans. This is Dave. And. Hello! You know, people will ask me why I do the things I do, uh, as they do with all of us, but why in particular creative things, uh, you know, why do I do this podcast, why do I love horror movies, why do I collect stupid shit, you know, I, I sit, right now as I speak, I'm surrounded by uh, dr- dried blood entrails, a homemade Muppet, um, a devil's head, horns, uh, more fake blood, and a few... There's actually severed limbs over here. I'm not sure where they came from. And a zombie. Uh, there's a little baby zombie over here. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's the zaniness that keeps me going. And uh, it keeps things interesting. But you have to find an outlet for that creative zaniness. And when you do, maybe you might entertain someone. Or scare a hell of a lot of people off. Or even find other creative people that uh, you, you find them in the same niche you all belong in and you work things through together. <laughs> sort of like, uh, you know, a bunch of serial killers in a uh, group home. Well, tonight I do have a very special guest. Uh, this is a long time coming. We had to cross paths again, I guess by accident, on the internet this time, but we, we met at a convention. Um, my buddy and Zany at that, I gotta tell you, Chris Mariano... 
of the Omanic Show. And uh, if you don't know what it is, you're going to hear about it. And you're definitely going to want to tune in, especially if you grew up in the age of Sid and Marty Croft. Along those lines, we'll get into it more. Um, stay tuned, and I appreciate you listening. folks well welcome back to saturday morning cartoon madness you don't know what i mean by that yet unless you know chris mariano chris mariano are you there sir yes yes that's actually a great uh term right there saturday morning cartoon madness big inspiration on my life in general (laughs) well i kind of figured that one out on my own now if you're not familiar like i did i a little bit on the intro for you um you're in a band and you have your own show i don't know which you want to talk about first here because one kind of leads into the other yeah, um, I guess we'll start with the band, because I'm doing the band uh, longer than the show. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, name of the band is The Omatics. Yes, and um, I'm already a fan, by the way. Uh, thank you, thank you. We're a, a three-piece rock and or roll band that plays all original. Yep. Um, and we've been playing for 13 years, based out of New Jersey. Yep. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. You know, like, we used to have, a, we bought a mini school bus. Um, for the band, ripped out the three back seats, loaded our gear, loaded our friends, and just would tour. That is awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, it was definitely a blast. Um, that fits the sound. That fits the sound of your band. Now, I, I just I have to I have to break you off here because I want to see if I hit it on the head. I'm going with Devo meets They Might Be Giants. You know, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so many people say Devo. Uh, they Might Be Giants is actually um, our lead singer... That's his favorite group, which is actually my brother. Yeah, I knew that. 
Um, so uh, that's like his favorite group. So a lot of people, we always like to say like a little, they might be giants. We've some songs, little Ramones. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're happy dancey rock and roll. Right. You got some uh, Mr. Bungle there too, just not as dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, a little experimental too. We just, you know what it is, Dave? We try and have fun on stage. We yeah. want to put a show on that we would want, want to watch from the crowd. I, you know what, and you, you definitely pull it through. It, it is, that alone, it, it's like, again, that is even like going back to Saturday morning, I don't want to say B-City Rollers, but they did a happy-go-lucky thing there, or, you know, go back to Sid and Marty Croft. There's always music involved, always. So, yeah, and, I mean, and that music was always, like, the Banana Splits, for instance. Oh, man. That was about, <laughs> they played, they were a band. Yeah, and, yes, and the yes. the music was psychedelic. The visuals were psychedelic. Yep. That was um, I had that set up here next. I was like, Banana Split, Sid Marty Croft, The Great Space Coaster, and of course, Pee Wee Herman. Oh that, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. There's so many stories that involve everything that you just mentioned. Like, especially like Pee Wee Herman. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Pee Wee. We did actually a trip. We flew all the way to uh, California when he was doing his stage show. and um, You made it to we, that. Yeah, we had tickets to when he did it, and then they canceled it because they moved it to another location. But they offered everyone that had tickets to the original show a question and answer session. That's really cool. Yeah, so we, I, you know, I asked uh, Pee Wee Herman if he has the original cherry in his living room, and uh, he's like, "You really think I have the original cherry in my living room? You <laughs> never know the truth." <laughs> 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 he gives you that ambiguous answer, just like everything else he does. That, yeah. That's hysterical. Uh, it's just so weird how all this has come together. We just—I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure for the first time in like uh, 15 years the other day because it was on HBO or something, and I forgot how much I enjoyed that stuff. But yeah, I—you know—I sat and watched your latest episode, and again, now we have to talk about the show. We talked about the band a little bit. Yeah. The show is the Chris O'Matic show. Yep, the Chris O'Matic show. Um, I've, I have a background in television and in, um, and in film. Um, I was a big, I'm a huge fan of children's television. So um, it, it's very, very, it's a very stressful, high demand, uh, you know, business to be in. So I figured, you know what, why not just do it for fun instead of doing it, you know, <laughs> as my main job, which I would love to do the Chris O'Matic show as my main job. So um, yeah. I do my own show. It's called the Chris O'Matic Show, and it's a celebration of imagination. Basically, we interview um, artists, we interview painters, photographers, sculptors, bands, writers, um, everything, and um, it's a lot of fun. I show uh, retro commercials. Yes, yes, you do. Odd cartoons. Uh, oh yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> And I have a cast of characters like Al Luminum. He gives advice, so we take calls in live, and Al Luminum will answer the calls. Cardboardosaurus. Cardboardosaurus. He is uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a three-and-a-half-foot-tall cardboard dinosaur. That um, He's part of the cast. My sidekick, Skippy. I would be nowhere without Skippy. Um, he's actually one of the head writers on the show. And um, I have a robot named Tobor. Tobor, yeah, he's a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, Tobor, he's he's really funny because not not many people know that he actually does a lot of the, the graphic design for the show, a lot of the, the graphic elements. So um, Tobor, he's a huge part of the show. <laughs> and not everybody realizes Tobor is robot backwards. I uh, yes, simple yes. play on words, but hey, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, he's 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 definitely fun. And uh, I I don't I don't know. Do we give away some of the magic here? Because I know the characters are all yours. You work all of them. 
but how many of them work on their own? <laughs> um, well, you know, they, they, they're all working. That's okay. all I can really say. All right, so we're not going there. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. A lot of people ask me, um, especially like Tobor, they ask, what powers Tobor? In fact, we were playing with the band. We were playing a show in Brooklyn. And there was this band that came up to me, and they're like, I, we've been obsessed with your show because we wanted to see what bands we're playing with. We stumbled across your band's website, omatics.net, and um, they watched all the back episodes. And they go, we have to know, what powers Tobor? <laughs> and I go, what powers Tobor? Your imagination. Nice. And they just look at me and they're like, what? <laughs> it's funny, Dave, because like I end every episode... Um, with imagine, create, and inspire. Yes. And, I mean, it's exactly what you're doing with your with your own show that you do. You're doing this to create some kind of entertainment for people, I right? appreciate that. To create a buzz and get people out there that normally wouldn't be out there. Or, actually, I'm selfish. I'm collecting music from these bands and getting to know them. And then by you doing this, though, how many people you think listen to your show and say... I would love to do a show like that. Right there. That's the inspiration. It happens. You created, you inspired. I mean, that's what I love about being able to have our own show. And it's I'm so happy that you're doing a show like this. Yes. Because it's so cool that you get to do this. Oh, we, yeah. It's been so much fun. It really is. It's a labor of love. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, like yourself, uh, you know, I <laughs> I do everything. It's, it's all just audio, but um, I'm production and writer and uh, occasionally talented, if you, God, if you want to call it that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but to give some background on Chris here, we met at, uh, was it Steel City Con about a year and a half ago? It was uh, the Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh Comic Con. Pittsburgh Comic Con. I was there with Johnny Axe in uh, our yeah. comic book, and you were right next to us, and Miss Heather Taddy was uh, at a table over next to you. And it kind of all came together that day. It was pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, I met you that day, and you were giving out your... Well, not giving out... Yeah, I guess you were giving out your cardboard little action figures for your all your characters. And Yeah, we have a really cool uh, Chris O'Matic show playset. Yep. And if anyone that's listening to this right now it wants a free Chris O'Matic show playset, feel free to email me at chris at omatics.net. He's chris. serious. At omatics.net, and I will send you a free Chris Omatic show playset. Yes, he will. He will. We got one. We got two of those actually. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that. But that was a fun day. And uh, since that day, we were talking about like we had just started up the other podcast I used to do with John over Red Horse Radio, which is back up again and running. So yes, he has branched out, and he's the one that got us to do this, and it, it is working. Just like you said, creating this uh, universe of just creative people, and you know, there's a circle here, but we bring in new people a lot, and that includes bands. And now we got your band too to add to the, the family here, the Omatics, which I really enjoyed. Um, I wonder if we should give them a taste right away. I, I, I'm thinking horns. What do you think? Oh, that would be perfect. So now, th- we made a music video um, okay. for this song called Horns. Um, I saw it, yeah. And I can really use all your listeners' help if you don't mind. No, um, no, there's a contest that Weezer um, is doing to play on the Weezer Cruise. Oh, man, you guys deserve that one. Right? A lot of people say that we, we are good mixed with, with Weezer. Oh, so we made yeah. a music video. So if you could do me a really, really big favor, I will give you the biggest high five if you could do this for me. <laughs> Everyone, please go to YouTube and look for the Omatics Horns Weezer submission. 
And um, on there, or you can find us on Facebook. We have it up on Facebook. Omatics Horns Wizard Submission. And the, the band that has the most likes, not the most views, but the most likes of their video gets to go on the cruise and play and open up for Weezer. Uh, that would be incredible. That would be amazing, That's kind of like a goal for you. I mean, that is like one of the ultimate goals. Uh, I can't think of another band other than, let's say, Devo and They Might Be Giants that you w- would want to get paired up with. With I mean, who else would you... What's another insp- inspirational band that you would like to open up for? Well, for me, like, personally, um, I'm the drummer of the band. Yes. And um, a lot of my drumming, like, there's a, a band from England from the 90s called Ned Atomic Dust. Of course, yeah. Are they still functioning? They uh, they get together once a year in December in England, the original lineup, yeah. and they play their first album, Godfather. Wow, which yeah. Is like Grey Cell Green. Woo, Grey Cell Green. One of my most, that's, that's up there from one of my most influential albums for drumming. I mean, that drummer uh, was yeah. just amazing. He, I think he was the highest talent in that band. That's just me, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, that band was interesting because they had two bass players and one guitarist. Right, right. And, I mean, that, like... I don't know another band that's attempted to try that, right? Do you know of any? Um, I I did, but they weren't very good. Or I don't even want to mention it. It's, it's <laughs> nobody local here. We're going back to high school days. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that was an interesting sound. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to open for Ned's Atomic Dustin, but that's never going to happen. So I'll take Weezer. They're a great band. Well, uh, how about we uh, give them a, a little taste of what you guys sound like, and then we'll get right back into this. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. So horns, it is. Let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Omatic Prefect. You know that track, Dolores? Every time I see her smile, I hear a bass playing, bass playing. Every time I hear her voice, I feel my heart beat, hear my heart beat, beat. Every time we hang out, I feel like we're dancing, like we're dancing And every time that we kiss I hear those horns playing And this is what they're saying Every time that we touch, I hear those 
All right, folks, that was Horns by the Omatics, and I Ooh. do enjoy that song a lot. The Mr. Bungle in me absolutely adores that song because I love when they have their horns. One of the few bands I like that has horns funky like that. I, I just I dig that. Very yeah, great, we love, great song. We love just doing like a dance party when we play, and uh, we've been <laughs> playing a couple shows with a, with a horn section, like a live three-piece horn section. I saw that. Yeah, I caught a few videos. Which has been phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, um, while, while off the air... He starts telling me this story. Chris starts telling me this story. Again, Chris Mariano of the Omatics and the Chris Omatics Show. That's who I'm talking to right now. Just to recap, but uh, this story you had, I, I think people need to hear it a little bit, a little background on you. Yeah, um, so my, like I said before, my background's in video production. Um, so uh, I'm in New Jersey, right outside of uh, New York, and uh, I used to work for a production company that used to do uh, pr- basically Fangoria TV. Um I think it was basically on on a website, all, all the shows. But um, one of the things that they used to do when um, Dee Schneider used to record Fangoria Radio, uh, I believe it was like an hour show that was on Sirius, one of the satellite, or yeah, maybe it was XM. Or XM, yeah. I have both now. They blended together. So Yeah. yeah. I'm not even sure if he still does the show. I actually think the company that I used to work for, they went under. But anyway, um, yeah. And we used to, I used to run, do camera work when Dee Schneider would record his Fangoria TV, his Fangoria, Fangoria radio show. Right. And um, I spent hours because uh, duplicating just hours and hours of movies for Fangoria TV. Like, and we would get these screeners for these horror flicks that were like, <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. A couple of them, you get sucked in and you're just watching, and then the other ones, you're like. Oh my gosh! I'm never going to be able to get that image out of my head again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it was cool. Like, it was a cool ride. I, I got to see some really amazing. Um, there was one artist. Oh my gosh, he's in a band. He used to do stomp Volta- Voltaire. Oh yeah, the vampire guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, his. I remember we used to dub his uh, demo reel. Oh, really? I have and a lot he, of his music, yeah. Yeah, um, he used to do a lot of stop-motion stuff. Um, <laughs> he told me, he was he told this one producer this great story about how um, one day he just realized he had a broken bass guitar laying around. I guess he broke it at one of his shows or the neck cracked or something. He put it on eBay, ended up selling it for like $2,000 to some girl in like Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> And he's like, in over a day, it's made $2,000. It was crazy. But like his stuff, I don't know, it just really stuck out. It's been really, really interesting. And he used to do um, something called interstitials in the business, where it's kind of like um, a commercial for the channel. So he used to do a lot for the sci-fi network. Oh, really? And um, so we would dub, um, they would be like maybe a minute long, and it would be like, Happy Halloween from the Sci-Fi Network. Those are called interstitials. So he used to do a lot of those. So we would be the company that we would that he would use to dub his demo reel. Um, actually, because he was under contract, I believe, to Mo Green Entertainment. I never then, knew. I, I wonder what because I know he did a lot of cabaret type music, and it was you know goofy like the Star Wars Cantina song that he has, and he, he likes Star Wars a lot. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he was you know I never met him personally, but his work was very very cool. Yeah. And um, so that's you know my background's in video, and that's why I'm doing my Chris O'Matic show now. Um, just because I want to continue with the video, you know, like it, the show was really like I said before a celebration of imagination. We end every show with dancing too. 
which is, you know, you can <laughs> yes. never go wrong with a little dance. <laughs> I saw, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we take calls. And there's what's cool is when I go live, there's a chat room underneath it. And people jump in the chat room and make comments about the show. When, and we read the comments, like, on the show. I wondered about that, too. Okay, now, that phone number, I almost called it. Is that just for live shows, or how does that Yeah, yeah, the phone number's for live shows. Um, What I do, though, is there is a voicemail that always picks up, and then um, I would play... I would play the you know the voicemail live on the show and we talk about the voicemail. Some people left some really interesting voicemails. <laughs> you can't play all of them, or, or can you? No, no, no. Some of them are very interesting. So, um, <laughs> it's been cool. good. Yeah, like now when you do that, that um, live. Let's say when you have guests, how does that work out? Do you put them? Are they in the studio with you? Yes. Or, yeah, you know, and okay. it's funny because they'll be in the studio with us, um, and. It's really funny the look on their face when they see the action, the magic happening. And um, Skippy, who's my sock puppet sidekick, yes. would ask a question. And, you know, it's really interesting because after about two minutes of being there, they forget that they just really answer the questions and they really interact with Skippy. <laughs> They're talking to you, yeah, and him instead of you. Yeah, that's great. It's really, they actually start talking to Skippy instead of me, and it's just it's an interesting like um, trick of the mind. When when you're in here, you just get thrown into the element, um, and it, it, you know it's it's a re- it's really a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's basically a big um, homage to Pee Wee's Playhouse because yes. that really inspired me a lot. I was talking about zaniness in particular, which is the focus of our conversation here. I, you have this creative zaniness in you. I have it. It comes out in different ways, uh, in, in sometimes annoying ways. I've scared the hell out of people, and they don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> You'll have that. Um, with you, I guess you just, this focus, when did <laughs> when did it become a show and not just something in your mind, you know, puppets running around in your head? Um, like, really, when did this actually come to fruition? Well, um, my very first show was I had a public access show. Uh, with my brother. Um, I hosted it on our local public access TV. Um, and it went over like nine different towns. And um, that was about, oh man, 2099. Yeah, 1999. No, 97, I started the show. Wow, okay. The public access show. And then, um, you know, one day I was like, let's see what happens if we do an all night marathon. And then once I did that, <laughs> it was pretty popular. People were calling in. You know, because back then on the public access show, we didn't have a seven-second delay, so people were calling in with the most ridiculous questions. <laughs> yeah, but how do you keep the energy up for an all-nighter like that, though? How well, do you... what I was doing was um, we did a live two-hour show, and then we repeated old episodes, but we cut into the studio and took calls in between episodes. Okay. And um, it was a lot of fun. And then once things got too political in the public access studio world, like all these different organizations because the show, I mean, as weird as it sounds, it kind of had a following. Mm-hmm. So then like all these different organizations wanted us to produce their show. And, um, it just got to a point where my little project where it was all volunteer, right. it was all volunteer kids that were doing, that were running on the crew. It was, vo- I was volunteer. I was doing about 20 to 30 hours volunteer work. Then they wanted me to do double that. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. So that ended, then years later, I'm doing the band, and then I was just like, you know what? The technology is there where I can do a show from my own, from my own place and beam it out to the world. That's what happened, absolutely. You no, know, I mean, like, there's this one story, Dave. This is, really, this is how amazing technology is. 
I did a show where I interviewed this guy who's the um, webmaster of a fan site for a band called The Go Team. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, this band, The Go Team, they're from England. So I interviewed this guy. He ha- he has a really amazing fan site about the band. So I'm interviewing the guy. He's in England on his iPhone, <laughs> video skyping me, right? Yes. I'm in New Jersey interviewing him. The band that that the website's about was on tour in Japan watching it on the tour bus. Oh man. <laughs> in Japan and one of my friends was watching the show in Egypt and she was emailing she was messaging me questions to ask the guy. <laughs> All this happening because of technology. You know, and you wonder are people really gonna believe you that that was actually happening? I believe you of course. I, I I've interviewed people in London without and believe it or not, as clear as we're talking right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun, and um, I just want to show people, you don't need to have a big budget to do a show. No. You don't need to be a big name to do a show. Not just, anymore. Just turn your webcam on and start talking about what's on your mind, or turn your recorder on and start talking and have a podcast. Yeah. Just that's, get out yeah. there and, and create. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what, I, like Johnny Axe, my former boss, we're still friends. Um, he, uh, he turned to me one day, well, I was, I was just, just having a bad time, losing my mind, basically, and he's just like, you know what, man, even if you're sitting in a room talking to yourself, somebody might actually listen. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, it would turn one thing to, you know, I had nine listeners, ten listeners, now, like, uh, we actually will have up to 500 on, on an episode, it just depends if and when, and it, sometimes it takes a while, then one night, we had, like, 500 in, in a night. And, you know, like, why are people listening? But these are the same people that could be doing it, too. It's cathartic, it's creative, and some of them do get involved. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's why I end every episode with imagine, create, and inspire. Because it really is, it's good for the mind mm. to just get out there and create. <laughs> and your creation can inspire someone else to create, and it goes full circle right there. Yes, yeah. That, that band that's just sitting with their CD collecting dust, well, they'll send it to me and I'll play it. You know, exactly. then other people hear it, and then they may, they may want to come in, and that's happened more than a dozen times now. So yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, I, I have to agree with you there completely. Now, um, your brother, your brother's not in the band, is he in the band? Yeah, um, my brother. Oh Mark, yes, yes, um, yeah, he yeah, is. Okay. He's the singer. Um, he's the lead singer, guitar player, keyboardist. Okay, that's right. Yeah, now, um, he, he, he has, has comic books. That's as well. what I wanted to ask you. Okay. Yeah, so we actually have a new comic about the band called. Uh, the Omatics Rock and Read. Nice. Um, it's available on Amazon, and um, you know it's it's just a collection of comic strips about you know you know your average rock and roll band adventures. We go to the moon. We battle uh, space zombies. We find a <laughs> llama that likes to go to the library. You know <laughs> stuff like that. Of course. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I have to, uh, one of my favorite aspects of the show. Now, I don't know how you keep up with all this. You have a lot of segments. I know what that's like. I try to keep it within an hour to an hour and 15 minutes at the most. Um, you have segments galore, and they all fuse together re- really nicely. Um, like a, an old episode of Sesame Street, or, I, again, the Great Space Coaster had segments, the cartoon segment. Then you had, like, this this one moment I was dying, uh, Mario and Luigi. Where do you get people to do that, or was that you guys in the outfits? Well, um, or I, I dare say, was it Mario and Luigi? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I spend a lot of time researching. Um, there's a lot of websites that I go through. Um, like, actually, right before I started interviewing uh, with you right now, um, I'm setting up tomorrow night's, uh, you know, the next show. Right. Um, and then, um, so the programs that I use, I have to set up all the video roles 
ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so I kind of loosely come up with the, with the theme of the show. Um, there's always, there's Professor Montgomery Clark Westfield, yep, who yep. always shows like an instructional video, a training video, you know, like that old, like, have manners. <laughs> um, there's always that, and there's always a video that showcases different kinds of artwork. Like on this next week's show, um, Dave, do you remember in the 70s when iron-ons were huge? Of course, yeah. You know, like, they keep on trucking iron-ons, or like, oh, butterfly yeah. means love. Um, yep. Oh, yeah, you used so, to get them in cereal boxes, and you could put them on your jeans and jean jacket yeah. and everything so else. So what yeah. I did was I, I made a video showcasing all different kinds of cool-looking iron-ons from the 70s. Because <laughs> some of those iron-ons, that's art. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, you know, and then I always try, like, right now I'm working in, like, really odd workout videos, because there's some bizarre, <laughs> super bizarre workout videos. Um, so, you know, there's different clips I put in. I, I do a lot of research, a lot of amazing um, archival footage that's out there. Yeah. And uh, it's just fun to watch. I, what that goes back to to me is, and not not the band this time, but the actual Mr. Bungle videos about the the kid, the dirty kid that always have, did everything wrong, black yeah. and white. Like you're finding stuff like that. You're finding like these old like uh, what would you call them? Informational like educational videos they showed in school in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, um, there was a company called Cornet. <laughs> um, they were around in the fifties to about sixty two, and they did um, inch. Informational films yeah. uh, for film uh, for school, but they did them on some like really bizarre topics. There's a lot of them, like how to walk down the street. That's what we're going to be showing on this week's show. <laughs> I can't wait. Who's going to be in that one? Is it just a video? You're going to act it out? No, it's just it's just a film. Um, <laughs> walk down the street. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. Some of the things that they made films of back in back in the day. Oh yeah, we were watching it and it just like. People are turning to me like, where does he find this stuff? Oh, I'm sure he researches it, just like you said. Well, um, it's, it's funny, too, because that's actually how um, I got the name. We got the name for the band Neomatics. Um, we were watching. I was watching old newsreels from the World's Fair of 1963. I've seen those. Mm -hmm. And they showed the kitchen of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I was Everything in that kitchen. The kitchen of tomorrow was Omatic. I was in that kitchen. That's now at uh, Disneyland in, yes. uh, in California. Yeah, yeah the... Uh, Oh God! What was it the carousel of something? Carousel of progress. Progress. Yes. Yeah, that I know the whole song. Great, that's such a great. That uh, that song. The on, song. Yeah, once you get it in your head, man. It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. It's, you know it too. Shining the way. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, that's why I play drums. Um, but yeah. So in this film, everything you know was omatic. The slice omatic, toast omatic, and I was like, yep. we should be the omatics, and I could be Chris omatic. <laughs> It worked out well. Yeah, yeah. How's your viewership? What, what's I see you have sponsors now. It's hard to. It's, I can't. I don't think they're all real. <laughs> um, maybe some. No. Of them. Um, <laughs> let's see, like I, I broadcast live. So when I broadcast live, it's it's really weird. I, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. Like one week I'll have two viewers live, my mom and my wife, or um, another week I'll have twenty five to thirty viewers live. Okay. Um, where I get most of the views, though, is during the week. Um, because once it's on, I broadcast live every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on omatics.net. Right. And then once it's done um, with the live show, it's archived all the time up on omatics.net. And, um, so, and then I share it out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, the Chris Omatic Show has a Facebook page. So if you're interested, like us. And uh, we also share it out through the Omatics uh, Facebook page. So during the week, I get about 
100 to like 200 views a week, um, which isn't bad. I mean, you know, like I said, it, that's good for just having fun with it. That's and- very good. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I do I make it a point on my lunch break. That's why I'm going to be watching it. I, I did it this week, and then I watched it again at home too. Um, just your latest episode, which was great, by the way. I, I oh, really... the chips ending? Oh, my God. I was dying. <laughs> I don't even want to tell. Don't even tell people what that is. They have to watch that. Okay, yeah, you got to I mean, go uh, if you want to make... and find um, <laughs> the episode from last week. And uh, chips. That was... we do a little, uh, a, a little um, you know, special about chips. A- anybody that knows chips from the 70s, the police show, I mean... Eric Estrada at his finest. I, w- I was crying. It was That was really funny. That was brilliant. Brilliant. And I did make a, just, I don't want to give too much, but I use very familiar um, objects to create a uh, stop-motion film back in the 80s. I, I had made a Godzilla movie. Oh, I, wow. I know Do the world. you still have that? Um, it, it's 15 minutes long, and it's on 8mm somewhere. Um, no soundtrack, though, but we used fireworks and everything else and got in a lot of trouble. But um, we even made, I, I constructed a clay Godzilla to blow up at the end, which was awesome. But yeah, it was, uh, I don't, I can't, I don't want to give away what yours is, but I know the work that that entails to make the stop motion, even for that, what was it, a three minute segment? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, like I said, you just have fun with it. That's yeah. really all it's about. Yeah, well, you definitely did, because I, I have tears in my eyes now just from thinking about that moment. That was so funny. So funny. <laughs> um, now, do you get other bands on your show? Or I know you guys, yeah. it seems like you, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, we get a, I get a lot of local bands. Um, you know, being in the scene, in the New Jersey scene for 13 years, um, yeah. you know, you just know a bunch of bands. Um, I always have bands come on promoting their new album, promoting a single, whatever they have. Um, you know, it's all local bands, local North Jersey stuff. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun to have them on Yeah Well I think it's time for another song What do you think? Yeah definitely And I'll, I'll let you pick this one I think I already know what it is but um, Why don't we listen to a song called uh, Blanket of Snow Good choice um, Good choice. This one has actually Our bass player is singing this one And um, you know a lot of people say This reminds them of like early Elvis Costello Which is interesting Because none of us listen to that But um <laughs> Hey, that's what they want us to. If that's what they want to hear, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I, 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 the reason I wanted to play it was like it's definitely the two songs you gave me. I, I, now I just gave it away. Um, are so different. Like, and I can't wait to hear more. So let's. Uh, yeah, that's that's one thing we try and hit every genre of music. Um, you know, it's just fun. Why why be pigeonholed into one? Just branch out, and that's what we try and do. Well, let's hear some blanket of snow. All right, is it blankets of snow or blanket of snow? Uh, blanket of snow. Okay, there we go. Here we go.
time I need more warmth, so won't you be my sun is further away than in the summertime I need more warmth, so won't you be my sun is further away in the wintertime I need more warmth, so won't you be my sun is further away than in the summertime I need Here. That was Blanket of Snow. The yeah, Omatics. that's a Blanket of Snow from our album On Parade, which is available on iTunes. It is on iTunes. That's cool. Very cool. What about Horns? Can you can they get that one there too? Yeah, it's on the same album. Good, um, good. The okay. whole album's up there. I think you can get like the whole album for like nine dollars or something. I'll be looking into that. Very very cool. Now it's funny too because you also have a house band on your show. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> every laughed. every talk show has a house band, you know, Paul Schaefer, and, you know, so I figure, why don't I have a house band, but a real house band, so my house band is made up of houses, Yes, it is. and, um, you know, they play, you know, when you see it, you actually see the street that the houses are on, and they're jamming and, away, um, you see them rocking out, <laughs> yep, and it's funny, I didn't pick up on it the first time, I don't know how, I guess I was looking at everything else, and then I was like, "Wait, that the, they have instruments." <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So the house band, do they have their own? Um, I, gosh, do they have a bunch of songs? Do they have do they play the same things every show, or? You, um, you know, you... the house band plays all mainly instrumental stuff. Okay. Um, everything from like uh, surf music yeah. to uh, you know disco. Um, anything that, that that puts you in a good mood. <laughs> Yeah, that's absolutely hysterical. I, I I love that. Now your episodes. First, I want to ask you: uh, Can you go back to archives and find old ones? Uh, yeah, um, I I started the show. I did a uh, hundred and eight episodes. Oh my god! I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's a hundred and eight episodes over. I think I, like I calculated it up. It's like over a hundred and thirty hours of programming because. Some of them went over. Some of them I did like a two-hour special. It was just crazy. That is crazy. Um, yeah, the first episode aired November 11th of uh, 2010, I think it was, 2011. Oh, my um, God. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they're archived up in between YouTube and Ustream. So if you go into YouTube and, YouTube and you you know type in the Chris O'Matic Show, yes. you can find some old episodes. And on Ustream.com. TV, um, you can find some old episodes as well. Okay, very cool. Now, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a little uh, stuffy here. Now, I, th- this is a personal question, and I already explained to the audience uh, about me more than a few times, but do people ever ask you, why do you do this? Every single time someone talks to me about the show, the, the, the couple questions that they ask is, this is the one I get a lot, Dave. What drugs are you on when you do the show? No, don't worry, I get that one, but not about the show. That's my writing, that's something yeah, else. Yeah, and then I just, that's honestly like, when someone asks that, that's when I just feel bad. Now, my own uncle I, actually asked me that one. And I, I, honestly, I told he should have known that. I never needed drugs to write some of the shit I write. 
But, yeah, uh, and then, like, I honestly feel bad for them if they think that's the only way someone can create and use their imagination. Right. Like, I think it's, it's just sad that sometimes people think, you know, when you're a kid, they give you toys to play with. So the concept of a toy is to go on an adventure, to, mm-hmm. you know, take, take your time away and just play. Use your imagination and play. But then when you get older, you don't get to play with toys anymore. So does that mean we have to stop using our imagination? No, yeah. start writing scripts. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I... Uh, and that's not prescriptions, but actual scripts. <laughs> actual scripts. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people ask me that, you know. Um, and a lot of people ask me, oh, you must be getting a lot of money. Is that why you do it? No. Ah, I do it because I love doing right, it. Right, right. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, don't get into this for money, folks. Not not initially. It, it can come. Uh, and there are there's some opportunities out there. But do it because it's fun. Because you said it yourself earlier. When it became too much work, you got out. And when it became, yeah. it became not fun, they were trying to take it away from you. And yeah, that's that's no good. Um, now, let's see. So you do have bands on there. Um, do you have, now music is a part of every show, I take it. But now your guests change. You said from writers to. Do you have actors too? Yeah, um, anything to do with um, music. Okay. Um, not music, but anything to do with art. Um, okay. You know, I had a rapper on one time. Cool. Um, yeah, so we, I've had them. Yeah. Yeah, which this was an interesting story. He was actually um, diagnosed with cancer. And um, while he was going through chemo, he wrote a bunch of rap songs. And he was recording them because he was he was thinking, that's it. You know, this is what I want to leave behind. Oh, wow. He ended up beating cancer. And someone heard the rap songs and he got signed. Oh, my God. Do we know him or do you not? You don't want to say. Um, he's he's up and coming. He moved. He was from New Jersey. Wow. And um, now he moved out to, uh, he just moved out to L.A. not too long ago. And um, so he's working his way up. So, I mean, that's really cool. Um, I've also had photographers. Um, I had this one really great um, writer, Cassine Gaines. And he wrote the unauthorized uh, behind-the-scenes story of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh, wow. Which ended up being um, a New York Times bestseller for Kindle books. Um, so, I mean, that's really cool. And, um, I had some other just like really interesting guests. <laughs> so now, um, so you, now back to the other question though, with the, why you do it. Um, so you, it comes down to being able to play as an adult, but creating those stories for other people to enjoy. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. I, I like, you know, um, I just want to entertain people. I, you know, I want to give them a break from all the reality television that's on because I don't oh, know how yes. many more Real Housewives shows we need. Thank you. Ugh. I mean, I don't really. We don't need any more of those. Um, and since MTV stopped playing music videos, right? And um, you know, the Saturday morning cartoons aren't fun anymore. No, so they're, yeah, they're not. You're correct. They're not. Why not give everybody a little break? And you know, I do my show. And it, it is funny. I, I think it's a perfect lunch break show to watch if you're at work. I mean, that's that's it puts a smile on my face, and it's a perfect. It's it, it's an hour long usually, right? Yeah, it's an hour long, and that's one thing that I love. Though, like I love how you said you you watch it during your lunch break. Mm-hmm. I have one. I know one girl that watches it when she eats her breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Um, I know people that watch it before they go to sleep. Um, it's just interesting. People have a set schedule when they watch the show. Yeah. And that makes me feel so good. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You, you feel you become part of their life, and you know that you hope they're smiling while they're watching you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm exactly. sure they are. I can't see how they're not. 
Um, let's see. Uh, do you um, do you do all the art, all the background, everything? Is that all you? Um. Well, like the backdrops for like Skippy and stuff. My brother did the. Uh, he designed the backdrops with that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the graphic design work my robot Tobor does. Okay. Um, but uh, he seems pretty know, efficient. That guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's busy. I you know I tell him what I need um, in the meeting, and then he just goes through and he does it. All right. Well, yeah, I can tell that he's kind of on the ball. He pretty answers every question you could possibly throw at him. Yeah. Um, now you know, like um, I'm hoping, like with uh, people like you, that, that you have like um, a musical influence in your head that's not just persistent carnival music, like myself. <laughs> you know, you have to have other influences out there. Is there anybody new that is inspiring and turning those cranks in your head before you do a show or during a show? Um, well, you know what? I, like when I'm setting the show up or I'm doing research, uh, I really get into Stereo Lab. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I just love Stereo Lab sound. Um, it just they were ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping they come back. They went on a hiatus, so I listen to a lot of Stereo Lab um, when I do my compiling. I call it um, my researching and stuff. Awesome. Um, now, I hear that you're not alone in your studio right now. That's right. Um, one of my uh, one of my casters, Carbordosaurus, just came in back over there. Okay, that's cool, because I, I did want to address him being a sort of a favorite of mine. Uh, I don't want to make the other guys jealous. but um, Yeah, yeah um, Carbordosaurus, he did get braces not too long ago. So yeah. every now and then he talks with a little lisp, so yeah, yeah, try not to bring that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very big braces. Um, I'm, I'm big into the dinosaur thing. Uh, we're talking old dinosaur movies, new dinosaur movies, and I'm not just talking about Jurassic Park. Yes, I enjoy them, but I like the real bad ones, too. Now... I have this theory that I could probably only discuss with you and Cardboardosaurus. I call it the caveman theory. Um, cavemen have ruined every dinosaur movie movie ever made, as far as I'm concerned. I love the dinosaur movies. Like, okay, we go to Burroughs, a land of time forgot. Why did they have to have the, the people that time forgot? I don't know. It's good, but I, I like the dinosaurs better. The movie The Last Dinosaur. Cavemen show up, ruin the entire movie. Uh, Dinosaurus. We have two great dinosaurs in the movie. Uh, that's like early 70s, late 60s. A caveman, really a frozen caveman with the dinosaurs. Come on! Um, last night I was redeemed. I was redeemed by okay. Netflix streaming has a movie called Project Dinosaur, and it's a found footage film from the UK, and it is actually good. It's kind of scary, even. They, they it got a PG thirteen rating, but there's some violence. It's, it's good dinosaur effects, and there's no cavemen. <laughs> So, where do you take the uh, caveman theory uh, as far as dinosaurs are concerned and dinosaur movies? Um, Carbordosaurus, you want to take that one? Whoa, Chris! Oh, Dave! Hey, Dave! How you doing, sir? Oh, well, you know, one of my favorite movies about dinosaurs is this movie called Babe. Did you ever (laughs) see this movie called Baby? It's from the 80s, and the dinosaur kind of looks rubbery. I do recall that one, yes. Now, in that one, there was really no cavemen, but then there was these people that wanted to take them home as a pet. Uh-huh. That wasn't good. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Cavemen always try and buy dinosaurs, or they think dinosaurs are bad news. So, I gotta see this new one. Like, the found... You said it's a found footage one? It is a found footage film, Yes. Takes is place it as, in, in the is Congo. Is scary as the Blair Witch Project? 
That scared me, Jay. For you, sir, I would recommend you don't watch this. <laughs> oh, I better not that. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> hey, Jay. Yes. Do you know what I like to co- Do you know what I like to collect? I'm not sure. Don't say uh, braces. No, no. I like to collect Viewmaster discs. Do you remember Viewmasters? Do I? Yeah, man. Snoopy was all... That was all the action back then. I have a big collection of Viewmasters. My favorite is the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Uh, What do you think of dinosaur movies? That's what Dave wanted to know. (laughs) Well, dinosaur movies were good. You know, but they really need to portray us in a better light. We're all friendly, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, okay, yeah, as long as he's friendly. That's what's important. Well, he did address it. Um, how, where, how about you, Chris? Where are you on uh, my caveman theory, ruining the movie? Well, you know, it's interesting because I think they have to put the caveman in there because they just, I don't know, I guess they want an element of danger and an element of just, I don't know, everyone gets blown away by the dinosaurs. Right. So I guess they want the, the people to like the caveman. Well, there's a reason why I bring this up, okay? And it's not just, it has to do with all movies. I use the caveman theory in all movies because you can have a really good plot Okay, um, usually sci-fi and horror, I should say. A really good plot, then all of a sudden there's some turncoat guy that has to be the bad guy, and the whole movie changes because now it's all about the bad guy with the gun and not the dinosaurs. You know, it's just like, what are we doing here? And the caveman theory has ruined many science fiction, almost every sci-fi movie made for sci-fi. They're all crap anyway. But um, (laughs) they can at least be funny, and they ruin that too. But yeah, that's my caveman theory. I just wondered where you were with that. No, it's an, it's an interesting theory. It really is. <laughs> yeah, is it, though? <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you for coming on, both of you. And uh, this is where you definitely should plug everything you got and where to get it, and everybody can tune in. Oh, wow. Okay, well, here we go, folks. Um, the Chris Omatic Show, every Wednesday, live, 8 o'clock, on omatics.net. That's O-M-A-T-I-C-S dot net. And then um, you can also check there for uh, band stuff. That's where the band is. And look us up on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, the Chris Omatic Show has a Facebook page and the Omatics. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Again, this was great. I don't know if you have another song you want us to go out to because I'll be glad to play one more uh, as our outro here. Uh, I'll let you decide that if you want. Um, we got room to move. and uh, But we have to do this again. Definitely, definitely. And I can't wait to have you on my show. Um, yeah, I appreciate I know that. Skippy has a ton of questions for you. <laughs> and uh, we can really have a lot of fun if we have you, you guys on the show. Would you be interested? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely would be. Um, yeah, I, I can probably, as long as it's later, uh, I could probably get Miss Heather involved in October, like you said. That, that might be really good. Cool, let's do that. All right, very cool, very cool. All right, uh, Chris Mariano, and uh, definitely look him up, guys. Watch the show. It is hysterical, especially if, uh, for us guys in our 40s, late 30s, and if you remember Sid and Marty Croft, and you, if you remember enjoying your Saturday mornings, you could do it now all the time. 108 episodes, that's insane to me, but wow, <laughs> you have been busy. All right, well, we'll talk again, and thanks, and uh, we're going to take you out with another Omatics tune here, all right? Good night, all folks. Right. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening, fiends. I really might. Uh, great thanks to Chris Mariano of the Chris O'Matic Show for uh, spending his time with us. He's a great guy, great imagination, and some of the, my favorite people in all of the art world are full of energy and enthusiasm, and that's what draws me to them. 
And in that vein, that's why I'm going to play the next song and last song of the night uh, from The Omatics. And this song is called Energy. Enjoy and thanks for listening. As you listen to this, I'm on my way out the door to buy the new Ministry album and definitely get some blood in my Jaeger. All right, enjoy. Energy is power. Power is energy. Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical wonderful wonderful city of the city of angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Hi I'm Mark and I'm Peter. 
We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts, and hear the culture. Thank <laughs> you.